Support for Starting Small comes from Human Scale, the leading designer and manufacturer of high-performance ergonomic products that help create a healthier work life. All of the products from chairs to standing desk and more are comfortable, easy to use, and sustainable, and great for either the office or the work from home environment. With an increase in shifting workplaces, comfort can be especially hard to find. As I run the podcast, I'm in front of my desk for hours a day, from scheduling, researching, interviewing, and more. Human Scale allows me to remain productive without the consequence of body stress to follow. Make sure to check out Human Scale at humanscale.com and use code STARTINGSMALL at checkout to save 20% off your purchase. That's code STARTINGSMALL at humanscale.com and enjoy the episode. Hello and thank you for tuning in to Starting Small, a podcast about brand development, entrepreneurship, and innovation in the modern world. In this episode, I'm joined by Ron Shaw, co-founder of Obvi, supplements with a focus of bringing out the youth of the consumer. After working in the nutrition marketing space, Ron and his co-founders decided to branch off with their expertise to create Obvi. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Starting Small. Today, I'm joined by Ron Shaw of Obvi. Ron, thank you so much for joining me today. Cameron, thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here and, and share the story. Um, I love, love what you're doing here for, for small businesses and, and people starting off in their journeys. Yeah, thank you so much. And it's, yeah, it's a pleasure to have you on. So I would like to start out with your upbringing. So where did you grow up and what was your childhood like? Absolutely. I uh, grew up in, in uh, New Jersey and I've been here kind of my whole life. Uh, I was actually born in India, but I came here extremely young. Um, and, you know, my, my upbringing was, uh, was one that was pretty traditional in a way. Um, my parents were immigrants from India and, uh, you know, my dad started off working multiple jobs, um, one being at Kmart and then multiple roles um, in trying to, you know, better his career and better opportunities here. Um, and so I, my mom was luckily a stay at home mom. So I, I you know, I didn't um, I didn't get too much lack of attention or anything. You know, I was able to uh, have a very strong upholding at home. Um, and, uh, you know, we were we lived in North Jersey and um, a lot of my upbringing was around being close to family and then a lot of, you know, uh, discipline around education and making sure that I paid, you know, strong opportunities for myself. So um, discipline and education was a huge part of it. And, uh, you know, from day one um, and then into my early uh, school years as well. Amazing. So growing up, would you say that you had an entrepreneurial mindset, say uh, mowing lawns or lemonade stands or anything like that? No, not at all. Um, it, for me, it was actually just focusing on schoolwork um, and, and, you know, kind of becoming the best at um, school and, and doing my best um, that I didn't really have too much imagination, exploration around, you know, working in an entrepreneurial fashion. Um, I was going to, you know, my dad um, was an accountant by trade and, and then, you know, really grew his role to where now he's, he's a, uh, you know, a, a C-level executive at a, a big four accounting firm. Um, but, you know, his, his thing was always, you know, have a structured career, have a, you know, have a path that is something you can count on. And so I really always, you know, was, was fascinated with numbers and accounting in a way. So, um, my mindset was, Hey, I'm, this is what I'm going to do too. And then that's the route I want to go as well. Kind of like my dad. Amazing. So looking at the timeline, I saw you went on to study at Bentley University in 2009. And then there was a transfer period here where you went to Pace University. And you studied finance here, correct? Or what did you study when you attended? Yeah, so it was it was basically an accounting and finance degree. 
Um, and so my goal was to become a CPA um, and yeah. work for one of the big fours, like at Deloitte, Ernst Young. Ended up interning at Deloitte, um, and um, I, I graduated with accounting. Actually, you know, got a full time offer at Deloitte, and that's where my first real, you know, job was. I had multiple internships throughout my college career because that was something that, you know, my dad kind of taught me early on is. You know, if, if, if you want to go and spend money, you need to find a way to make it. So since I was 15, um, I never, there was never work. Um, I always interned. I always got a job. Um, and, uh, you know, I really had to earn whatever I wanted to, to put work towards. And it had, you know, little to do with, oh, my parents didn't have money or anything. It was the truly the discipline that was, hey, if you want something, you're going to have to go and find a way to, to, to get it. So um, accounting major and, uh, you know, definitely was on the path to, you know, go and go the partner route and, and hopefully one day become a partner at one of the big fours um, on the accounting side. Wow. Amazing. So with your time there, I saw that you were in a number of clubs. I was curious, were you in any athletics or what did these clubs mold and mean for your future as well? Yeah, you know, the clubs were fascinating for me because um, I really got to explore various different ways to meet people. Um, meeting people and learning from people has been something that's definitely followed my journey and has shaped a lot of my journey. Um, and is truly one of the reasons I am kind of, you know, getting to do what I'm doing today. So, um, you know, these these clubs, especially, you know, something like uh, the, the future business of um, future business leaders of America or, you know, you look at some of the South Asian cultural clubs I got to do. Um, I wasn't too much into sports uh, besides throwing shot put in high school. Um, you know, hobbies always included playing basketball at the local park, but there wasn't too much on the sports and it was always more cultural and um, uh, around kind of the, the business acumen um, uh, clubs. And then really got to do some cool stuff with DSP, which is a business fraternity. And then I also joined a social fraternity um, at, over at Pace. So really got to have a lot of group and network of people that just were fascinating in different ways. For sure. So following your time in college, then uh, you talked on how you had this internship and you got a full time position. I'm curious, prior to Avi, then uh, what kind of jobs were you working then uh, prior also to your marketing venture that we'll talk on soon? Yeah, um, prior to Avi, a lot of my internships were going down some sort of business role. So um, whether it was accounting internships at Ernst & Young um, or it was, um, you know, a financial analyst role at, at, at BTQ or FGI Finance. Um, I also got, you know, I, I got to do something really cool working at lawline.com, which is one of the biggest uh, education law uh, uh, companies online, um, just curating content for them. Um, you know, there was a lot of different things I got to touch on, but everything kind of stood in the route of, well, it needs to work with my career or make sense for my career. So a lot of it was um, uh, overarching business with uh, finance and accounting um, being a main principle in those. So I saw there was a time period here. There's a, a leap from accounting and I see you have a big career change into marketing. There, there was a number of companies yeah. I saw. So if you could explain this change and what led you and interest you in marketing alone. Yeah, this is fascinating uh, for myself. And I always think back to, you know, right place, right time in a way. Um, when I worked at Deloitte, um, my, my, my um, 
fraternity partner, my fraternity roommate at that time, we both moved to Jersey City, New Jersey from New York. Um, after we graduated, we both had jobs in New York and we wanted to you know, live in Jersey City just to save some money. We, were, we lived in a building where at the penthouse of that building, they were building a brand called Shreds, which back in the day was one of the fastest growing supplement brands in the world. Um, and, um, you know, my partner, my roommate, um, partner today, but my roommate at that time, he actually ran into them in an elevator and he was a graphic designer and, and I guess just started talking and turned into, Hey, why don't you come work for us? And you can live in the building and work for us, uh, as, as did a lot of their employees already, which was pretty cool. Um, one of the things that was required by that company was you had to work two shifts. So you work nine to six. You go home, shower, eat, because everyone lived in the building, and you had to come back at 9 p.m., and you worked till about 2 a.m., six days a week. Obviously, you were paid really well, but it was truly that startup you know, yeah. experience. Um, so I, I start seeing my roommate working crazy hours, and he's loving it, right? Like, he is in the zone. Um, and so I was like, hey, well, I want to see if there's something there for me, you know? I was young enough to take a risk. Um, so I went and started talking to them, um, sometimes in elevator rides or sometimes through my, through my partner, uh, through my roommate. And um, they went and offered me a controller role. So I had to go to my dad and fill him in and be like, hey, dad, I'm, I'm, I'm going to switch from accounting and go on the big four path to taking this leap of faith. Uh, his condition was he had to meet all the founders and make sure that he was handing over his son to the right path. Um, yeah. So he came and met the whole team. Um, and then once he said, okay, I got to work as a controller there. Um, on, this, on my second shift, when I started working there, I didn't have much to do because as a controller, you kind of finish your work during the day. So at night, the night shift, um, I started asking the CEO a lot of questions because I got to see where the money was being spent, but I wanted to understand why. And it was all spent on marketing. Um, and so I started asking, drilling down, changing his perception. And when that started happening, he's like, hey, you're in the wrong side of the business. I, I need you in the marketing and data analyst side. So we started just kind of, he started creating his own department for me, which is marketing and data analyst stuff. And I really got to become, you know, his right-hand man of every decision-making process in the company. Um, wow. And uh, it was a fascinating experience because from that point on, from that one night shift that he decided to move me on, I had never done accounting after that again. And um, that was my whole life up until that point. That's incredible. So moving on, there was a couple other roles with other companies I see. And yep. you co-founded you co another company called Ghost3 Media. I want to touch on this because it sounds a lot like this startup that you joined um, within yes. the supplement area. So what inspired you to start up this company then? Yeah, so after working for Shreds oh, for almost three years, and those other brands you see in the, in the middle, like Skinny Bunny Tea or Flavor God, those were yeah. also brands owned by Shreds. We incubated there. Um, so after working for all those brands, spending three years somewhere where you work two shifts, six days a week, it really feels like 10 years. So um, myself and my roommate at that time, and then another person we had met who worked uh, worked on my team, Ashwin, um, us three, you know, really were kind of like the go-to people there. And we had learned so much because of that. Um, so after spending it three years, we were kind of like, you know what? Love the brand, love what it's taught us, but it's time for, we're young enough to go and at least explore more. So we went and started our own marketing agency, Ghost 3 Media, just the three of us, um, you know, left, left on good terms and stuff and, and really started to say, you know, us three are good at three different things. So my one partner was good at paid media marketing. My other partner is a designer, brand, 
you know, chief brand officer kind of role. And then I played kind of that marketing and operations role. Um, and so we went in and really started to get clients and, and say, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to learn to get clients and, and work on helping them grow their digital footprint. So we'd help them work on their websites, or paid media, marketing and ops, and, and really working in a boutique fashion because it was just us three. We didn't have some massive agency. Um, and that's what we did for four and a half years. Um, and it was awesome because us three, uh, we were already kind of best of friends, um, turned into best men at each other's wedding, and then slowly turned into, you know, hey, we're, we're going to keep this journey going for us. Um, and it's going to be us three till the end of time type of thing. Amazing. So Ghost 3 Media today, did you guys uh, let that go or is that still live today? Just curious. Uh, yeah, it's a good question. You know, up until the end of 2019, it was kind of alive because we had some yeah. customers, we had some clients that just never wanted to leave us uh, over the course of five years. Um, and then the way Obvi scaled, which was quicker than we imagined, uh, we kind of had to, we had to do justice to it and say, all right, it's time to move on. Got it. Makes sense. Yeah, because the question leading up to that, I was wondering how with competitors and Avi, if that would have interference. Now it makes sense. So moving on to 2019, then Avi is created. Uh, branching from the agency POV into the supplement space, what led you to start your own with Avi? Uh, yeah, good question. Um, when you're in the marketing agency business format, um, one of the things you experience a lot is churn rate, right? So work on clients and then they'll either think all right they that you've done enough for them or they'll think all right well you know uh we can take it from here type of thing which is very common and still is in today's day um and so one of the things after four and a half years was it seemed like we were always constantly needing to find new business to kind of grow the agency and they got to a point where we were like you know what we're building these companies up from ground up to literally hundred thousand to some even a million dollars a month in revenue. Um, and at that point we were like, well, there's going to be a time where we got to do this for ourselves. Um, and so 2019 January, that, that, that realization came to fruition and we said, let's, let's go do it. Let's go do it ourselves. Wow. And, so uh, we wanted to yeah, stay in, we wanted to stay in this category of health and wellness because that's all we've known, but we really, really focused on learning it. So you say wellness, um, with Avi today, you guys have a wide product range. I I'm curious then, what product did you first focus on and what category and sector of wellness at launch? So, um, you know, it's a good question. We, you know, within health, wellness, and, you know, whatever you want to overarch and call this industry, um, yeah. there's a few different main categories, right? So you have sports nutrition, which is your whey, proteins, and pre-workout. We were kind of tired of that category because there's not much innovation left there and um, it's very crowded. Um, what we really like is this category called Nutra Cosmetics, which is getting cosmetic benefits through nutrition. And the leader within that category, a product leader, was collagen. And we we're like, you know what? Collagen is cool. It, it works, first of all. It's been around. Um, but what's not there and why we, can, why we can make a difference is there's no brand that's very disruptive. There's no one really loud in the collagen space. There's no one pink, friendly, fun, exciting, charming. And that's the brand we wanted to build. We wanted to be in a category where we can be, we can be exciting, disruptive, fun, exciting. So um, that's why we chose to be in that category. And because we saw that we can really come out and be first to market in, in our approach. So what did the prototyping uh, process look like then? Did any of your co-founders have experience in developing 
um, products prior or did you guys bring someone on? Um, no, uh, it was just us three. Um, okay. Even when we started the brand, um, I had luckily because I, I, I kind of kept an eye on the offside over the course of these like seven years of us working at Shreds and, and the agency, we were really able to at least understand how the market works, right? How product development yeah. works, some good key manufacturers. So we utilized that knowledge to prototype a couple of flavors because our whole thing was to make collagen fun. The flavor has got to be fun. You know, most of the collagen market is unflavored and we wanted to change that. So we started uh, working with the manufacturer, you know, R&Ding, took about six months for us to launch Obvi because, um, you know, we really wanted to perfect the flavors. So fruity cereal and cinnamon cereal collagen powders were the first two flavors we launched. And they literally taste like the milk left over after you have a bowl of cereal. <laughs> Amazing. I'm curious then, uh, with your main role in uh, marketing in the business at the time, you have the product launched. What was the main marketing strategy for Avi at the time? Paid marketing. Uh, that was our bread and butter. We Day one, we started spending on Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, there, there was no, you know, there was no plan to go organic or try and take it slow. We were, hey, what we know is paid marketing. Build a good website, build some good ads, let's start spending money. And that's what we yeah. did. I should rewind then. So for that paid marketing, uh, where did this budget come from? Did you guys have investors come in or was this from the agency prior? No, we're, we were completely bootstrapped. So the only money we put into this was $10,000. So it's $3,300 okay. each. We used the majority of that for product um, yeah. uh, inventory. And then we used a little bit left over as our starting budget, which I think was like $2,000 for the month. Um, and we said, all right, we are going to be extremely, extremely cautious on being profitable from day one, that there was no chance we weren't going to be profitable until this day, we're completely bootstrapped and profitable every single month since existence. Wow. Um, amazing. So yeah, we, we, every penny that came in, we put it back in. Luckily we had some clients that kind of, you know, kept us from eating ramen every day. Um, and uh, we were just, you know, going down the journey. So, you know, 2019, our first six months, uh, we did about 170,000 in revenue total. Uh, it wasn't anything to phone home about, but it was at least enough to say, hey, this could be something. Yeah. Amazing. Looking at Abi today, uh, to the listeners out there, how does a consumer know that a supplement is right for them? Um, so I think the, 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 the biggest way to know if a supplement's right for you is to really first find out what is your biggest pain point. You know, some people, their biggest pain point is consistency. Some is some are their biggest pain point is intimidation. So they'll start taking something, but it doesn't work. And then they're too intimidated to try it again because they're scared, scared of failure. And then some people's pain point is truly just, they don't like the taste of something. They don't mind taking it every day, but they don't like the taste. Um, finding out what your true pain points are and then, then going after that, those pain points and finding a brand that helps you fix those pain points is truly the first step. Finding supplements that work, I mean, to be honest, a lot of this stuff is fully transparent labels now and, and, and not, you know, prop blends or stuff like that. So supplements that work are truly, you know, ones that have all the transparency in their labels and, 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 and most of the supplements work out there, but it's finding a brand that works for you because you have to really join the brand and, and understand what they're offering you because you're going to join that family. Mm. The reason I asked that prior question is I, I want to touch on something you guys just did. You are going custom. So 
for the listeners out there, what is the POV of a customer logging into Avi and they have this new custom experience where it adapts to their personal likings and accountability? Yeah, um, you know, for us, creating this took almost nine months, but what we're trying to do, and and this is truly, um, you know, even fast forwarding before how we got to custom was, it is this is truly about, um, for us, it's truly about creating something that is around our community. So today we're the host of the second largest college and community in the world on Facebook. We have 45,000 active members that are talking to you single day, every single minute. Um, and what we wanted to create was a brand that truly listened to the community. So all 31 SKUs we've launched so far is actually chosen by our community. Um, there's not a single SKU that was chosen by us three founders. Um, so when we went to go create something custom, it was truly, again, also that same theme. Um, let's give people exactly what they need or exactly what they want. Um, why, why put a guessing game into this brand? You know, um, yeah. if someone's asking for something, let's create it. Um, and that's truly what we do. That's incredible. Looking at Avi today and the supplement market, what would you say overall separates Avi from your competitors then? Yeah. Um, biggest thing is, is, um, the way we've built the brand. Mm. Um, so a completely consumer centric brand, um, is few to be found and and almost none to to stay a hold um and for us you know that's our biggest difference is um we are not a brand built by a bunch of investors or a bunch of you know um people from the industry that are just trying to make a quick buck with some cheap formulas um we're a brand built by the customer for the customer um we truly look at every one of our customers as our partner um and so the biggest difference is is we listen um, we, we come out with products that make sense, uh, for the customer. Our price points are, um, middle market so that, you know, our customer base can afford it. And the biggest thing that the difference is, is we went after a different market from what you have seen. Probably the most common thing theme being this year is mm-hmm. a lot of brands that are coming out are better for you brands. Brands that can be in Whole Foods, brands that can be in, you know, um, the, the better for you section. Um, and those brands are great, but they're intimidating to 99% of America. Mm-hmm. Um, they're intimidating for the person who's not on a keto diet. They're intimidating for the person who doesn't go to Equinox for three or four times a week or does hot yoga five times a week. Um, yeah. We mm-hmm. really built a brand that is inclusive of the 99% of the people who are struggling. Um, who are having trouble getting started and feeling, you know, intimidated. Um, so we made a, a softer experience for them and then we listened to them on top of that. So that's our biggest difference is, is we're truly, if you join our community, um, you'll understand, uh, what we're trying to do differently. It's amazing. So mentioning the better for you category and, uh, other whole foods and retails, I was wondering, are you guys going to move into retail or are you 100% e-commerce based? Uh, we're 90% e-commerce, 10% okay. retail with uh, placement in GNC and soon to be Amazing. Vitamin Shop and Sam's Club. Amazing. So with the wide range of products now, uh, I'm curious, what would you say is the top seller? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. So top seller is an interesting question because we have 
14 different collagen flavors, right? So when you combine all the collagen flavors, that's by far our top selling skew, right? Um, but top selling on a single units wise, um, it's actually a collagen burn. It's a first to market patented product. Um, it's a the, the first thermogenic fat burner plus collagen. So you get weight loss and beauty all in one capsule. Um, and uh, by far our best selling product by units wise. Amazing. Well, I'd like to conclude each episode with this. If you could share one piece of advice with an aspiring entrepreneur, what would that be? Maybe something you've learned or regret? Just anything. Yeah, I think the, the piece of advice that I would say is find a team and build a team or find a partner, you know, or, 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 or come up with, you know, a good group of people that know how to stay in their own lane, but still are building the ecosystem. Um, for us, the biggest thing is, is we're three partners that turn best friends and all the cliches you hear, right? Don't do work with your best friends and don't do this, don't do that. The truth is, is don't do work with people that do the same thing as you, because that's mm. in one, at in one point in your business that is going to collide. The, the, the lucky part about us is everything we've built here infrastructure wise, um, every single person has a unique responsibility, talent, and uh, uh, push to market. Um, and I think that's truly what you need when you're looking at your team because nothing can be done without a team and that's the most important step when you do build it. Mm, for sure. Well, Ron, thank you so much for joining me. And to the listeners out there, make sure to check out Avi at myavi.com. Thank you so much, Cameron, and, and it was a pleasure being on. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Starting Small. If you would, Leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Also, follow Starting Small Pod on social platforms to keep up to date on future guests.